You're listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number 58. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. And I am just simply going to talk to you. I feel like I haven't done that for a while, even though, of course, I'm always talking to you all. However, today I'm going to simply be giving you an update on my life. Now, that actually feels kind of uncomfortable for me. I prefer to teach and to talk about how I can help you. But I've realized that this is a really important part of this podcast and this medium is that you get to learn more about me as well. And it's with good timing because I actually have a number of exciting changes happening in my life. And so I'm feeling rather reflective and you will all want to know about these changes. And so I want to take you on a little bit of a journey about what's been happening in my life and where I'm heading next. So I hope that sounds good to you all. And I'm so excited to hear more from you. Tell me what is happening in your life. I'd love to know. So go and tag me over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe, and I cannot wait to hear your own life updates. Okay. So This episode is all about new beginnings and change, and it's also an opportunity for me to reflect on the past four years. It's actually not four years yet. It's almost four years that I've spent in London. So if you've been following me for a while, you know that I am Australian and I started out over in Sydney, Australia, and then I moved in 2015 over to London. I wanted to find my purpose. Before that, I was working as a lawyer over in Sydney, Australia, and I had left partly because I really wanted to find myself and find work that was aligned with my purpose. I just knew inside me that what I was doing was not the best use of me and my gifts. And I didn't know at that stage what those gifts were. In fact, I didn't have a very high opinion of myself at all. I was feeling depressed. I was often experiencing anxiety and I felt like I was at one of the lowest points in my life. However, by some miracle, I managed to make the decision to shift things. And it's a decision that I thank my past self for every single day. And that was to finally get unstuck and remove myself from the environment I'd spent eight years in, which was the law firm that I worked at before, to finally remove myself from that environment. And not only from my working environment, but also to remove myself from the country, the city that I had up until that point always and almost only known. I, when I moved to London, I had 
been to America. I'd actually worked in a summer camp in America when I was 21. And that was an amazing experience. I spent three months in America. I also lived over in America when I was a teenager as my mum lived there for years. And so, and I've also done, you know, some trips to America for travel. I have, I love America. If there's any Americans listening to this podcast, I love America. <laughs> no, I love all all places in the world. But yes, I was particularly drawn to America for the first part of my life. And so when I made the decision to move to London, I had never been to London. I hadn't even been to Europe. I'd only been to America. And otherwise, I had lived for most of my life in New South Wales and for most of that in Sydney. So from nine years old, I've lived in Sydney and I decided to not only leave the career that I had spent eight years working towards, I also decided, you know what, it would be a great time to also move to the other side of the world, to a country and a city that I'd never been to before and, you know, just wing it, move over, find a job, move me into something else and then figure out what on earth I was meant to do with my life. (laughs) It sounds so wild for me to think about reflecting on this because, gosh, I had a lot of confidence within me, even though I was at such a low stage in my life. So I'm telling you all of this because this chapter of mine in London is now coming to an end. And I feel a little emotional saying that because it's really been the best four years of my life, I've got to say. And so I just had to stop for a moment because I suddenly felt just I needed to cry. Anyway, so yes, the last four years have been an incredible part of my life. And the reason for that is because I really got to uncover for the first time who I really was, but also to truly love myself. Wow. I didn't expect this episode to be so emotional, uh, but it explains why I found it hard to actually start recording on this topic as I knew it was something I wanted to talk to you all about. And it's, I cry because I'm really appreciating these this chapter of my life. And like with all chapters, whenever we're changing, whenever there's a big transformation, there is also a letting go and also at the same time, a birth of something new. So there's all this excitement, this possibility on the one hand. And on the other hand, there is this saying goodbye and, you know, the doors closing to a part of, in my circumstances, a part of my life that was something that I'll hold sacred forever. So let me dial it back. So the reason that this chapter in London for me is finishing is because we've decided to move back to Sydney. We want to go back to Australia and I'm not sure where life will take us after that. Lou and I, Lou is my fiance. We both love to travel, but we've both felt like it is the right time in our life to return and we will see where our lives take us next. So it's so exciting because I'm really, I'm really interested to explore 
my life in Sydney and Australia in a new way with this new perspective. And every single time I return home each year, I I have an opportunity to test that out. And the last time we went home, which as you'll know, if you follow me over on social media, that was in uh, March and April of this year, I felt returning back that I really wished that I wasn't returning to London anymore, that I felt like my home and my heart was now in Australia. And Lou, my partner, also felt the same. So then we had to go through all of this decision-making to decide, reach a decision about what we wanted to do, whether it was right to go back or whether we continue to stay here and all of the other possibilities there are. So ultimately, we eventually reached a decision, which was really difficult to do, that our time in London has now come to a close and it's now time for something new. And what makes it harder is that that something new is very uncertain. So the reason I'm sharing all of this with you today is because I know that all of you listening have experience something similar in your life or you will experience something like this. And so I just wanted to share this moment with you all as I'm going through it because it is a difficult one because of this closing of a door and at the same time being really excited. So first of all, let me just say that I find it really difficult just like a lot of people to make decisions. That's got to be the hardest thing that I struggle with is making decisions, knowing when something's right or wrong. And so of course, working with my intuition has been super helpful for that. And the biggest thing I use is my body as my guide. And sometimes we make the wrong decision and then we know as soon as we make the decision that it's wrong. And that can be uh, also through our body that we work out, okay, this is not right for me. I got it wrong. So the body is a wonderful guide. And although I felt really light and th- and I felt that emotion when I returned back to London, which for me cemented my decision, even though all of the- I-, I am so certain that my decision is right ever since making the decision and now starting to share it with people, I, of course, my mind is telling me, what if it's not right? What if this isn't the right decision? And so there is this part of me that feels like, oh, I don't know if I'm sure yet. And it leaves me wondering. And Lou and I talk about it all the time. But this is to be expected with any decision that you make. And I feel like it's almost like when you leave a relationship with someone and you're like, okay, I'm leaving. This is not right. I'm not putting up with this anymore. That's it. I'm leaving. And then you leave and then you're like, oh no, have I made the right decision? Even though, you know, just moments ago, you were thinking of all the possibilities that were opening up for you. So it's the same thing here. And what I've done and what I've learned through, I guess, my own relationship history in the past, and actually it's in all areas of life, is that once I make that decision to commit to it, to stick to it, because I know that it's just my mind playing tricks on me and uh, doubting the fact that I'm now stepping out into the unknown in a big way. And also I'm choosing to go back to a place where I last lived that I felt where I felt deeply unhappy within myself. So 
that's my first takeaway and I've I've committed. And so we've done a number of things to commit to that by telling people and, you know, letting uh, Luz let his work know and I'm letting, you know, the people that I work with know. So we've taken these steps to make sure that we're committed. And that was the same thing that we did when we made the decision to move to London in the first place. Once we'd made the decision, that was quite easy. It was then sticking to it. That is the part that isn't easy that I think a lot of people, uh, that's why they don't take these great big steps because you then doubt yourself and you then doubt whether the decision you made is the right one for you. And there's this toing and froing. So I believe if once you make a decision, you know that it's the wrong one, then you'll know and you won't have that toing and froing. But if you have the toing and froing, then it's likely because your mind is just freaking out about something that's uncertain. So just like when we moved over, we told people as soon as possible that we had made that decision so that it was, we were, we had people to be accountable to, to hold us to the decision we had made. So I think that's a really good tip for anyone who's making a big decision in your life to tell other people about it, not to get their opinion or approval. And of course, whenever you're moving somewhere, the people that you tell Uh, Some people might be happy if they're going to be in the place that you're moving to, but most of the people you tell, it is going to be quite sad. So I feel like I don't want to put them through that and then change my mind, even though, of course, if I felt like it was the right decision to change my mind, I would do that. But I feel like it it's just really special to have that conversation with people and it helps you to commit to your decision as well. So the other thing I've done is, of course, there is all of this different emotion coming up for me, as you've just heard in this one episode where I'm at like almost 14 minutes. I have felt on the one hand deeply uh, excited, like so excited about the possibilities, about exploring Australia in a new way. I'm really excited to get back and really and um, get involved in the community. I have this new perspective on life. So I, I, <laughs> I want to, you know, really be involved in the community of where I'm from and where I live. And there are wonderful connections I've made. I started uh, doing my life coaching certification with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy while I was in London. So I have all of these wonderful network of people in Australia as well. So it's great for me to go back and explore that. And, you know, I'm so excited to explore all of the cool, like natural uh, healing, plant-based, all of the things that I'm into over in Australia as well. So that is so exciting. I'm excited to do my regular trips and travel that Lou and I love to do in a different way. Maybe this time we'll be going to places like Asia and we might go to New Zealand and we might actually explore some more of Australia. Um, I'm a bit of a typical Australian and hadn't spent a lot of time on the west coast of Australia. I've just stuck to Queensland, Victoria and New South Wales. I've been to Tasmania though, uh, but haven't spent a lot of time there. So that's all of that is super exciting to build, you know, new relationships and friendships and also go back to my friendships that I have and I still continue to, you know, have a great relationship with and be able to spend time with all of those people. And of course, to be able to spend more time with my family. And I really feel that since leaving uh, Australia, that is one of the biggest things that I've learned is 
to appreciate my family in a very different way to what I did before. I kind of, you know, always wanted to hang out with my friends and didn't give my family a lot of time and didn't truly value, even though I loved my family and loved being around them, I didn't truly value uh, the time that I had with them. And so when you don't have that, when you move to the other side of the world, you really, you get to realize one, who are those relationships that will, will stand the test of time? Who are those relationships who is really always there for you and are so interested in everything you do? And for me, you know, that is uh, my family. And, you know, I also have some friends as well, of course, who are super close and want people that I've been to school with. And it's just so beautiful that we have those relationships that stand the test of time and distance. Um, So I'm excited to spend more time with my family and to really appreciate that. So that's one of the things that I've just been doing throughout this process is allowing myself to be really present with these feelings and the roller coaster of emotions that I'm feeling. This on the one hand excitement and then on the other hand, this sadness at letting go of this chapter and also this um, experiencing the fear that comes with that in that there is so much uncertain. Like, I don't even know if we're going to stay in Sydney, for instance. I don't know if we'll be somewhere else in Australia. I don't know where we're going to live. I don't know. I don't know anything. We don't know the answers to any of these questions. So we're leaving them completely open. What I do know is that we are finishing up here in London in August, and then we're going to do a few weeks to a month of travel in Europe, and then I will be in Sydney to start with, at least. So I have to sit with the the need, my, my need to control and know where things are going and remind myself that this is actually pretty cool. All of this unknown is a true gift. It means that there are the possibilities are endless and I get this opportunity to once again lean into flowing with life and allowing the universe to, you know, send me beautiful experiences and have this open-endedness without ties to really anything to allow me to see where life takes me, which is one of the beautiful things about having a business like mine, which is mostly online. I, my clients are all over the world. I have clients in America, in Australia, in South Africa, in of course the UK, in Europe, literally all over the world. And so that means that it doesn't matter where I'm based. And actually, (laughs) for time zone purposes, Australia is a pretty good place to be in because when it comes to the UK and America, it's actually uh, better because it will be during my day that I can then see people in their evenings in those time zones. So that is something that I'm excited about and that I get to take a whole month off in August and, you know, just use that time to myself to focus on the move and to, and for the travel and settling back into Sydney. So that is one of the wonderful things about having an online business and doing the work that I do here. So one of the other things that I'm doing is just is also taking time to appreciate, which is really why I wanted to do this episode. It's a way for me to share what I'm learning and to let you in on my life, my personal life, and also to record this moment 
when I'm really going through the thick of it all right now. So some of the things that I wanted to also take this time to reflect on from my past four years in London, I wanted to just share with you some of the amazing things about living over in London and also about, you know, moving overseas. So the first is, is location specific, but London is an incredible place to explore Europe from. So Lou, my partner, had already traveled through a lot of Europe and I had done none of it. So we wanted to get me to see a lot of Europe and we figured that doing it while we lived in London would be a great way to do that because it would be more economical. We didn't need to save this huge amount of money and then go over and do it and do it all at once. And for me, I get completely overwhelmed with all of, with being constantly stimulated by everything that's around you. So I prefer to do things in shorter hits. And, um, so we thought that that would be a great way to do it. We could also work and we could be earning money and then we could also do it in a more affordable way. So that is definitely one of the amazing things about living in London. People literally go away to another country, for a weekend all the time and going away for a week and maybe taking the either the weekends on either side is actually a really significant break to, to feel like you're really, you know, clocking off from work and from your usual life to enjoy a good time, a good chunk of time away because you get to go to another country so easily and then be there in a couple of hours. Whereas when you're in Australia, you really need to take somewhere between two to three weeks to get that same feeling. So although I had one, maybe one or two trips where I was away for two weeks or more, actually, every time I went to Australia, yes, I was away for more than two weeks. I also went to New York for two weeks, which was amazing. That felt like a huge break. And you also get more leave than you do in Australia over here. You get 25 days rather than 20 days. So I think that makes a huge difference. Plus, they seem to have just a lot of bank holidays over here, which is which are public holidays. So going away, you know, once a month or at least every six to eight weeks is entirely doable. And that is what we wanted to use this time to do to really explore Europe. So that has been incredible because every single country that we go to, we learn something new. It's such an amazing way to learn history, especially for someone like me. I don't remember facts easily at all. Put me in a trivia contest and I will not be able to contribute to most of the questions. However, when I'm in immersed in the place itself and learning about the stories, the people's stories there and, and what their experiences were and how they were affected by major world events. That is something that I remember. And that's what's so incredible about Europe is that the history just goes back so far and the the same stories, the same events, you hear how each country has been impacted in a different way. And you realize why it's also difficult for people to trust one another when we go back so far and there's all of these horrible things that we've done to one another. So I have really loved that side of things too, learning more about things that make us all the same as people, the way we act, you know, the the way the way that we like to spend our time and then also the differences in our experiences of, you know, these world events and also the beautiful cultural differences that we have, getting to see all the amazing art and architecture, 
all of these beautiful creative masterpieces. It's just truly amazing. And I've got to go to so many new countries. I hadn't done any and now I've done, I can't, I haven't counted how many places, but I've been to Paris once a year. I've also traveled back to Australia once a year as well to see my family. I've gone to New York because the East Coast is so close. I've gone to Cinque Terre and Positano and Sorrento. The Amalfi Coast is one of my most favorite places of them all. I've been to Florence Venice, Pisa. I've been to the Greek islands twice. I've been over to Lyon in France. I've been skiing in Bulgaria and in Teens in France. I've been to Eastern Europe. I've done Prague. I've done Austria, Vienna, which is so beautiful. I've driven around the beautiful national parks and been through the snow in Austria to Hausstadt and all of these other beautiful places along there that I can't remember all of the names of right now. I've done a lot of Spain. I've done San Sebastian and I've gone to Barcelona and I've gone to Madrid and Granada and other places that I'm also forgetting. So there is just so much of the world to cover. And we just went to Oslo recently. I've done Copenhagen. There are still so many places to do. But the point is to say that there is, there are just, it's so easy to travel. It's so easy to just experience another culture. And then of course, you've got all of the UK itself. So I've gone to Ireland and Northern Ireland and Edinburgh in Scotland. There's still so much of Scotland to see as well. I've done so much of England and still loads to see even just here. There really is so many opportunities to experience something new which has been a wonderful opportunity and way to learn. The other thing that's been so amazing about living in London is that this city, it's one of the biggest cities in the world, right? There are so many opportunities here. Wherever you live in London, you will be able to find a group nearby you with that interest, whatever it is that you're looking to do. So I've literally been able to explore any interest that I've had and I've been able to find a group nearby that I can go and meet up with and get involved with and start you know, doing whatever it is I wanted to do. So for instance, if I want to do art, if I want to do any style of dance, if I want to do acting, singing, if I want to do yoga, meditation, a specific type of it, I've been able to find all of this here and you can too. So London is amazing for that. People think when you move over that, you know, there isn't this big spiritual scene in London and, you know, that life coaching isn't a big thing and it's not a big thing, but there's still a lot of it going on. There's so many people here. So a lot of this stuff is more underground. And when you start to search for it, you find, wow, there is so much of this going on. It is a huge city after all. It's just so spread out and Yeah, it's a one. I I think that this is one of my favorite things, apart from, of course, the travel opportunities about London are the opportunities. And I think that there is opportunity wherever you go. And we're so lucky to have this online space where we can literally find any interest we want online as well. Like for me, I actually usually practice most of my yoga using online teachers and I do a lot of my meditation by myself. And if I wanted to learn how to dance or do something, you can get an online program for that. 
that, you know, there are so many things to do by yourself, but it's also great to have the option to do things in your local community. So it's wonderful just to explore well, what's on offer in the local community. And also if something's not on offer, is that an opportunity for you to create something? So London has been wonderful for that. And I'm excited to go to Australia and to explore the opportunities there as well. Although I must say that London, because there are so many people here, I do feel that there is just a lot more going on. And because the transport system is so amazing, like the tube, and of course you've got Uber and you've got their buses and trains and all of this public transport, it just makes it so easy to get around. Plus everywhere is super flat. So it means that riding a bicycle and also walking or running is super easy to do. And that's more my style. I'm not really into heels, so it's good to be able to travel around so easily. Generally, if anywhere is less than an hour, I just walk there because I love walking. I like to put on a podcast or listen to an online program or course that I'm taking and I use that time to just learn and sometimes I don't put anything on and just walk and listen to my own thoughts so I love that that is something that I just absolutely adore being able to actually get from where you are to where you're going and being able to walk there and use that time for exercise and also learning like I just think that's the coolest thing ever (laughs) am I a nerd probably So the other amazing thing about my time in London is, of course, the self-discovery journey that I've been on. I went from this really dark place to a place where I feel so empowered and I have completely changed the way my life looks. You know, when I started in London, I got a job as a consultant and I was back in the corporate world working with lawyers and helping lawyers actually find new jobs and then move from London to Australia. And And I loved working with all of the different candidates, they call them, which were the lawyers I was helping to move. I loved that side. I love coaching them through that journey, especially doing an international move, which was something, of course, I had done before. So I could help them with that. But I realized very quickly that the corporate world was not for me and that I needed to get out of the corporate world and consider other possibilities. And thankfully, because I had been immersing myself in podcasts, I had now become aware to all of these amazing opportunities to have an online business to and to also uh, learn my own personal development tools to be coaching myself first and foremost. And let me say, if you are someone who wants to be a life coach, the number one tool, people always ask me, well, how do you know like what the tools for life coaching? You learn through coaching yourself first and foremost. You use yourself as your number one client, as your number one subject. This is why I'm not embarrassed to say about what's going on with me or if I'm talking about, you know, a mindset issue or something in my business or whatever. All of this is for me, it's just an experiment. It's just something that I'm observing. I'm just watching myself and I am able to detach myself. And, you know, this is something that I learned in my, through my time in London. This was part of my London chapter. I learned everything that I know today um, when it comes to understanding 
purpose, when it comes to understanding how to, you know, change your thoughts and and your and understand your emotions, when it comes to my menstrual cycle, all of this I learned while I was here in London. And so this has taken me on a completely different trajectory with then leaving my corporate job to start a business that I was super passionate about. Again, had no idea where it was actually going. I didn't even know that I wanted to be a life coach at that stage. I just left my corporate job and decided, you know, if I needed to get a job, I would get one. And I was just going to give this a shot and see where it takes me and flow with life and everything will work out. And it did. Although, of course, there was a lot of fear that I had to work through, a lot of fear. And every time I'm doing something that is out of my comfort zone or new, there is fear, just like it is for you. And, you know, that's how I know that I'm on the right track. (laughs) Whenever I feel the most resistance, I know, okay, this is something that I need to keep going with. So our body and our mind gives us so many clues along the way to where we need to go next and what our best next step might be. So all we need to do is tune in rather than tuning outside ourselves to or into our mind to figure out what our best next step is. It usually reveals itself uh, through the opportunities that are presented and also through the way that we feel. So my self-discovery journey was a massive, beautiful offering from my time in London. And, you know, people often say that life coaching isn't a big industry here like it is in maybe America. And people often have the misconception, I feel, that life coaching is a huge thing in Australia. From my perspective, it's not a huge thing in Australia. And actually, I feel, you know, people are always worried that, life coaching is saturated. There's no opportunity in the market. And I just think that people couldn't be more wrong. Like have a look around you at all of the people who are so unsatisfied with their life. All of this is simply about a shift in our perception. And yes, I say that like that's something so simple and easy, but it is the hardest thing that we can do because we're constantly battling against our own mind. So we all experience this and every single person who is successful at anything, they work with coaches, like just look at athletes, everybody. I think that literally every single person in life needs a coach, someone to help them take their life to the next level and actually realize their own potential because we naturally with the way where our minds are at today, keep ourselves small. So I just see a whole world of possibility when it comes to life coaching. I do not believe it's saturated at all. I think we need more life coaches, more people involved in this industry. And I think that there's more than enough room for all of us. And that's a really helpful approach to running a business because it means that you're not worried about competing with other people. You realize that it's truly important to have all of you working together as you're all working for the same cause anyway. So it makes sense to, you know, be friends with these people that are in your industry to learn from one another so that you can become even better coaches and to, you know, really help make the world a better place. So life coaching in London is something that seems relatively new. And so that's been a great opportunity but I haven't necessarily used that because I work with people from all over the world. 
What I will say, though, is that I think that when it comes to particularly women in London, that women are very open to life coaching and to healing in general, even though it's something that maybe we don't shout about and we don't talk as much and as openly as maybe in other parts of the world. Over here in the UK, people are very open minded, or at least in London, people are quite open minded and uh, and will quietly pursue their own personal development and spiritual paths. And that is something that I really love about this place. I love the women in London. I've loved the incredible friendships I've made, connections in the spiritual community, in the life coaching community, in the online business, all of it. I absolutely love it. And this is what makes it the hardest. (laughs) This is what makes it the hardest part of leaving London is because of all of those connections that I've made. And it's so interesting because I now feel and I'm showing up in my life as my as a person that I truly am rather than hiding behind all of this fear and having not taken that journey of self-discovery to figure out who the hell I was. I have now made all of these new friendships and connections based on who I really am. And that wasn't necessarily the case in Australia. And so when I go back to Sydney and at least the first few times I went back, I found that really, really difficult because all of the world, the life that I had created there in Sydney was based on a lie. And it was my fault because it was based on my own lie about who I was. And so I had these friendships that I'd had for so long and I needed to re-educate these people on who I was now and to decide whether, you know, we, it was right for both of us to continue to have this relationship. And so relationships change and they evolve and that can be a painful process too. But what we must always remind ourselves is that it's in both parties interests that we're showing up authentically as ourselves. And that it's a beautiful thing that we're constantly growing and changing and evolving. And just because someone moves out of your life for a period of time, it doesn't always mean that they're out of your life forever. Those people may end up coming back in and This is what makes life so beautiful. We don't need to stay with the same group of people our whole lives. There is a whole world of wonderful people and stories to uncover and to meet and to learn from that it's actually a, I think, part of our own growth and evolution that we allow ourselves to have these new relationships and to, yeah, be constantly growing and changing and evolving together or separately, whatever is going to help each other's growth and evolution. So the other thing that has been super wonderful about this last four years in London has also been learning more about my own cultural identity. So when you live in another place, you take for granted a lot of the, I don't know, pieces about yourselves or your way of doing things that you think is just the way everyone does them. And particularly moving somewhere like between Australia and the UK or particularly Australia and London and Sydney and London, where you feel on when I arrived in London, my first day, I thought, oh, this feels like just another, you know, city in Australia. It really didn't seem that different. But then when I started working, that's when I realized the there were some apparent differences. And so that was really wonderful to look at that and to look at 
the wonderful things about your culture, but also to look at the wonderful things about these other cultures. And of course, in London, what is so amazing about this city is that it is so multicultural. So not only are you learning about what it's like to be a Londoner or to be um, to be British, but you're also learning about this or all a whole range of other nationalities and cultures. And it's just so amazing, which is what makes, I just think makes London such an incredible place. There is that diversity. And that is why diversity is so important across all industries and areas, because we get different perspectives that come from a different place. And we, that then allows us to make things that are so much better. And so of course, that's also what I'm so looking forward to in the um, menstrual magic business mastermind, or I really should be calling it a mistress mind because it's just for women. Uh, I'm really looking forward to being able to use the diversity of all of our experiences in how we are able to support one another in how we show up for our businesses. So these are some of the main things from my time in London. It has truly been such a wonderful journey and I'm so sad to be here telling you all that this chapter of my life is coming to an end and I'm also excited because I know that there is a whole another next chapter for me and I'm ready to move into it. So I'm going to be here truly appreciating exactly where I am and everything that I've learned from this experience and at the same time allowing myself to remain open to all of the possibilities as I move forward. So I guess that's where I'll wrap up now, my friends. I am going to have some announcements about some potential meetups for those of you who do live in London, as um, I would love to get to meet you all, especially if you're a listener of this podcast, that would be wonderful. And I have so many clients in London, so I'd love for you to be able to come to this meetup as well. So I will be sharing over on social media, the details of the meetup whenever I organize that. And I might also be running some events. We'll see how my schedule allows for that because of course, basically between now and my last weekend here in London, every single weekend has been allocated to something as we want to make the most of our time in London. So there's a lot of things to see, a lot of people to see. We're doing some travel as well. So it's all going to be a lot going on, but I think think it couldn't be a more perfect time because this is what's so beautiful about summer is that we can be really full in our business and we can have also have a really full social calendar. So I'm excited for all of that and I'm excited for you know, the mastermind and also the next round of create your beautiful biz, which is coming up. I'm excited to be running that for the last and for the mastermind, the first and last time potentially from this side of the world. And yeah, we'll see what happens next. So thank you everyone for joining me on this long journey. And I hope I didn't scare you away with my emotion, but I'm sure I didn't. It's just, this is you know, emotion, whether it's sadness, whether it's excitement, it's all beautiful. All of it is beautiful. This is what makes us human. And as I've been talking to some of my clients about recently, it's just so incredible because 
we we do all of these things to keep ourselves small and to you know not take the actions that we know we need to take in order to show up for our truth because we're trying to avoid simply a physical sensation in our body. Like the reason that you don't do anything is because you're scared of feeling a certain way and maybe the feeling itself is simply fear or it's you're scared of feeling shame or anxiety or sadness, all of these things. And they are just an emotion, a physical sensation in your body. And that's why we, we, our minds think negatively to avoid us feeling this way. And yet by thinking negatively, we just experience those emotions now anyway. It's absolutely wild, our minds. So I think one of the ways that you can really make peace with yourself and your mind and step out of your own way is to start loving on your emotions wherever you're at and experiencing them, allowing yourself to just notice like, oh, what am I experiencing? What is this emotion? How does it feel in my body? How does it need to flow through me? What are the physical sensations? And you describe them and that allows you to experience it and allow the emotion to pass. And yeah, like I said, this is the beautiful thing about being a human is that we get to feel and I get to feel this pain and this, the loss of my chapter in London because it was so beautiful for me, because it gave me such a transformation. And I get to walk into this next chapter feeling excited and feeling scared at the same time about all of the unknown. And that is okay. That is okay. Okay, everyone. So thank you so much for listening once again. And I will be back with you all very soon for another episode. And I will make sure that I continue to let you in on everything that's going on, as I would love to do more of this with you all. So I hope to hear from you over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. Let me know your life updates. Let me know whether you've done a big move like this before. Let me know how you felt. And I can't wait to talk with you all over there. Alrighty, lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. If you feel called, I would love it if you could please take a minute to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. This helps other people like you find it. And I also invite you to take a moment to share this episode with a friend you know needs to hear it.